This is Tony Cavino from the band In Theory, and you're listening to Thunder Underground. Hey, this is Mike Mosher from the band In Theory, and you're listening to Thunder Underground. Welcome to episode 336 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here as always. And as you heard right there in those introductions, and I'm sure as you can see in the title, we've got an interview today with In Theory. Not only that, it's actually two separate interviews. I think this is a, this has, I know, I don't say I think, I know this is a first. We've done many interviews in the past where, of course, there was two band members or more than two band members on the same interview. We've done many interviews with separate members from the same band on separate episodes, but in many episodes where it's two separate interviews with two totally separate artists. But I believe this is the first time where it's the same artist, I mean the same band, two separate interviews, you know, to be completely transparent. We had originally scheduled this, this, you know, this is long overdue, I'll get into that in a second. But this was scheduled and then the day that I could do it, unfortunately Mike couldn't do it. So I went ahead and did the interview with me and Tony. And then after a little bit of time started thinking, why don't we do an interview with Mike as well and just put them together? So that's what I ended up doing. So we've got two separate interviews here coming up in a bit with Mike Mostert and Tony Cavino of the band End Theory talking about their fantastic new album, which should be out soon. They've already got a couple great songs out there for you to check out. And this is my first episode here in a bit. I've been gone a lot throughout all of the fall, pretty much, working a lot of festivals, doing a lot of different stuff. I had, you know, a couple pre-scheduled episodes come out, as you heard that Danko Jones episode, the very last one, which was great. Also had Joe Cotella from Dead on the Halloween episode the week before that. But here we're back. We're in mid-December. We've got In Theory right here got a great announcement. I've also got Paige Hamilton of Helmet coming back. That should be the very next episode next week. I've also got the annual episode that happens at the end of every year. The fi- generally always the final episode of the year, which is the top albums of the year. And this will be the first year that it's just me. Every year that this has happened in the past, of course, me and Jason compiled our list together. But this time it'll just be me just telling you what I thought was the best, which is basically what I liked, right? So anyway, that'll be coming shortly. That should be the the week of New Year's, I think. I've also got a very special episode that'll be coming soon. My guess is it will be one of the first episodes of 2022, which is something I haven't been able to talk about on the podcast yet because I haven't put on an episode since this happened. And I'm not going to go into much talk of this at all because I'm going to save it all for that episode. But a very good friend of mine passed away, and that good friend is a member of the band, excuse me, he was a member of the band Zen Hipster back in the day. He's also done many other great things like the band Citizen Mundi, worked with Steve Liddell, and that would be Eric Bass. He's been on this podcast twice. Me and Jason talked to him at the beginning of this year, and Zen Hipster was on here as a full band back in, I believe, 2018. They reunited for our Thunder Underground Fest. And when we record this, when I, I say we, when I record this episode, I'm saying we because the other members of Zen Hipster will be here with me. I figured that was only fitting. First thought instantly was bringing Jason back because he was a very dear friend of Eric's. One of Eric's best friends his entire life was Josh Baker, who was the drummer for Zen Hipster. He will be here as well, and I'm hopeful and very sure that Eric Reese, the guitarist, who is another great friend of Eric's, will be here as well. So we will be able to celebrate the life of not only an amazing musician, but amazing human beings. So be looking for that coming soon as well. So like I said, we've got Paige Hamilton of Helmet, we've got the best of 2021, and then we've got this Eric Bass episode coming up soon as well, and I might have another couple surprises here in the works for you 
to kick off 2022 with. But all right, now that I've said all that, I guess I should let you know who I'm sponsored by, and that would be DEB Concerts, a promoter based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who keeps bringing some great bands and great artists to this town for the last several years. Bands like Last in Line, which kind of plays into this episode today with End Theory. We'll speak about that here in a minute, and you'll hear in these interviews. They've also brought in Sebastian Bach, Striper, Bisto Blanco, even had arena shows like Snoop Dogg. The list is very, very long, and every year at Rocklahoma, they book the Roadhouse stage out there. This year had some amazing artists like John Five, Lita Ford last year, saw Slaughter, all kinds of great stuff. And Rocklahoma just recently, this past week, announced they are moving to Labor Day weekend, which is what they did this year due to the pandemic. It's always been on Memorial Day. 2022, it's going to be on Labor Day again, just like it was in 2021, and DEB concerts will be out there, and they also have a ton of exciting announcements coming for 2022. So follow them on their Facebook, which you can see tagged anywhere you see this post, as well as hit them up at dbconcerts.com, and of course, we'll bring you up-to-date info as we get it. We've also got Sunset Tattoo, which is a tattoo shop based in Midtown, Tulsa. Their tattoos are done getting proper, they're state licensed, most importantly, mother approved. Jake Thompson, 25 plus years of tattoo experience. I can speak from personal experience that this man does great tattoos. I've got one on my back that he did. So this isn't just me rambling because someone sponsors this podcast. It's kind of like the hair club for men. I'm also a member. So here we go. Get your ass over to Sunset Tattoo. But before you do, get on their Facebook or their Instagram. Both of them are Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. There's tons of pictures on there so you can see all the great work that Jake has done. Besides myself, I know many other people that have had work by him. So give him a call or shoot him a message to talk about what work you want to have done. Get in there, set up a time, and make it happen. We've also got Med Farm, a dispensary located in Broken Air, Oklahoma, 24683 East Highway 51. They're right off the highway. You can't miss them. Get this. They are now open 24 hours a day. How many dispensaries in this town are open 24 hours a day? It's drive through only after, I believe, 10 or 11 p.m., but still, they've got a drive through You can call, text, or email ahead your order, swing right through there, and be right on your way. You can also, of course, go inside. They've got a great selection. You can check that out online at leafly.com. Their website is medfarmok.com. They're also on Instagram at medfarmok, and they're on Facebook at medfarm. That's P-H-A-R-M. They are cannabis with a cause because 30% of their proceeds, 100% of the time, are going to build no-kill animal shelters. An amazing cause, which is the reason that you need to hit these guys up. I know there's millions of options around this town and all over this country, but if you're in a Tulsa area, hit up Med Farm for that reason. And while you're in there, if you mention Thunder on the Ground, they will give you 10% off your first order, which is another great deal. So get on to Med Farm, tell them you heard about them here. Finally, we've got Hell Hot Hot Sauce, a hot sauce company based out of the San Francisco Bay Area. They make small batch artisan hot sauces, and their hot sauces are good. I know that for a fact because they've sent me and Jason quite a bit. You need to hit them up, hellhothotsauce.com. You can see everything there. If you're on the, and they'll ship it anywhere in the country. If you're on the West Coast, you can get them in a lot of stores out there. They've got collaborations with artists like Florida Frank from Hate Breed. They've got one with Ghoul. They've got one with Techno Destructo of Gore. They've got one coming with Zetro from Exodus and one from Death Angel as well. Can't wait to see what they've got cooking. Their hot sauce are extremely, extremely hot, but they are very flavorful, which is the most important thing. So hit them up. Tell them you heard about them here. All right, now that we got the sponsors taken care of, let me tell you, what we've got going on right now, which is Mike Mostert, Tony Cavino of the band In Theory. If you're not familiar with them, as soon as this is over, look them up, give them a follow on the socials. They've got two songs right now, Heroes and The River Song, available on digital platforms. 
Both those songs are excellent. And I can tell you that this entire album is excellent. Mike gave me the honor of checking it out here a couple months ago. I listened to this entire thing several times. Really love what I've heard from In Theory. This band, we kind of talk about this here coming up with Tony, is that this band encapsulates a lot of different styles, and they do it very well. A lot of times when bands go into different areas, it kind of comes off as forced, but this band, it absolutely does not. This musical entity known as In Theory is Mike and Tony with the revolving cast and musicians around them. And I'm not just talking about like, yo, hey, I got my buddy to play on this track. I'm talking the best of the best. They've got high-level musicians. All kinds of great stuff is covered with these guys. And they've got a track on this album called Promise Land that features Vinnie Apice of Dio fame. And of course, Last in Line, like I mentioned earlier. We talk about that with both Tony and Mike coming up. Their vinyl is for pre-order right now. You hit them up on their Facebook or directly on their website. You can pre-order the red vinyl. And if you pre-order that, you get an instant download of the full album. And the full album is not even available anywhere unless you pre-order that vinyl. But as soon as the vinyl drops officially, which it should be coming soon, as you know, with COVID delays, you've probably seen other bands post about it. You know, there's not very many record plants around. So everybody's trying to get vinyl made, so it's gotten way backed up. But hopefully that happens soon, and as soon as the vinyl arrives, this stuff will be on the digital platform as well. You can check out all these tracks. you got to hear them. Great, bluesy, swampy, hard rock, everything across the board. I should shut up. Let's jump into this interview that I'm going to play for you first is with Tony Cavino, the vocalist. And both these interviews were recorded quite a bit back, so you kind of, you might hear him mention, you know, later in the year or the end of the year, that kind of thing. Like I said earlier, got way backed up on stuff, but I'm here now. That's all that counts. Here's Tony Cavino of In Theory. River's been out here a bit. I really love this song. It's got a great, you know, slower bluesy feel kind of than like Heroes had and everything. What are, what are your thoughts on this this track as a whole? Yeah, I mean the track is um definitely has that has that feel to it. You know, the whole um you know, the river uh just has that vibe, you know, that uh it starts off with that acoustic, it just has a, a little bit more bluesy vibe than, than heroes. Um yeah, you know, it's a cool track, uh, cool message, um, and uh, you know we're really happy with the way it came out. So I'm glad you like it. Yeah, yeah, really. I like the video too. I mean, a lot of times I see lyric videos, and you kind of, after a couple minutes, it kind of seems repetitive. But I like what you guys did with the imagery, kind of relating to the the lyrics, and mm-hmm. kind of moved along that way. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike had that idea of, um, you know. I mean, like you said, typically lyric videos are just like, eh, just slap some lyrics on there and play the song. But we're like, well, you know, why do we need to do that? Why not, why not have some, you know, like a mini movie, you know, yeah. do a mini movie and um, also have the lyrics on there. And it, it sort of like gives new meaning to the song because, you know, just uh, there's different scenes that might impact the song. So if you're just listening to it, it might not, you know, so, so it came out good. We're really happy with that. So, so does Mike make the videos or do you guys have a videographer? Or are you guys kind of involved in the whole process? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, well, I mean, Mike, Mike's mostly working with someone and then he'll just bounce ideas off of me, you know, here and there. What do you think? But he pretty much uh, is working with the, you know, because obviously there's, there's a lot of footage and things like that. And, you know, you got to weed through all the stuff. So he, he weeds through all the stuff and then he might, you know, send me a, send me a copy of what do you think it is or what do you think we should do here? And, you know, I'll give my input, but for the most part, it's him working with a, uh, with a guy on the other end that can put all the stuff together. You know, that that's, that's all they do is this stuff, you know? So we just, uh, 
use someone's, uh, you know, talents, you know, to put it all together. Okay. I think, I think I asked you guys this last time, but do you handle the lyrics yourself or is that kind of a, a thing that both of you work together? How does that come about? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's times where, you know, I might get stuck on something and, you know, we, we collaborate, but I mean, for the most part, I, I, I come up with almost all the lyrics, um, you know, like, uh, you know, but, but every once in a while, you know, you, you get stuck or you might just draw a blank and then I might be like, ah, I got this cool first line, but I don't know. I don't know how to tie it in at the end. And so Mike might have an idea here or there, but for, for the most part that like the theme and, and the message is, you know, pretty much comes from me and, um, you know, most of the lyrics and sometimes, you know, we do collaborate on some of the parts. Well, when you have like a, a theme or a message like that, is that something you've, you've thought of beforehand? Like I'm going to write a song about this or do you, do you come up with that kind of stuff after you hear the music? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like uh, it's, it's weird. Cause like, I, I might not even know how to put it into words yet, you know? And, um, but, but I have, I get a certain vibe off the music and then, and then I, I sort of have like these, like, I don't, I don't really, you know, I'm not a story time writer. So a lot of this stuff just comes out of feelings that I'm feeling. So yeah. I'll, I'll try to put it into words of the vibe of the song and sort of like the message I'm feeling and I want to get out. And I just try to, you know, put that all into, you know, a nice neat package. And, and a lot of times it's hard because sometimes you only have two verses. And I mean, really, what is that? It's like eight lines of dialogue. Right. So, so, you know, um, so it's kind of hard to put it into words sometimes, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a craft that, you know, I'm still working on, you know, to try to try to say what I mean. And, and, and at the same time, you don't want to be generic and you, you want to use different words to say the same things, you know, things like that. So it's definitely, uh, something that, uh, you know, I've been working on and hopefully getting better at. I've noticed you guys have been posting that you've got the right here where we belong song coming soon. When can we expect to hear this one? Yeah. Uh, right now we're, uh, we're doing, we're doing another, you know, uh, video for that song. Um, so I guess when that's, when that's done, I mean, right now, honestly, we, we put that on a back burner because we, we just um, got finished. We just recorded two new two newer songs that we uh you know we tracked and we're working on mixing and then now it's in the mastering stage and actually we're, we're going to uh, put out in in uh an ep of you know seven songs um and we think we have it finished now um and actually one of one of the one of the songs we actually have um you know excited to, uh that we have uh vinnie apathy on drums playing to the track, you know, Vinny played with Black Sabbath and Ronnie James Dio. And uh, he's on the song uh, that we wrote called Promised Land. And uh, it's, um, you know, I mean, we're excited about all of them, but you know, that that's a, that's a, that's a butt kicking song as well. So, you know, we have a lot of good things that we want to put out. See right now we only have the really the two songs out, but we have so much more material that we have that we haven't released. So, you know, it's kind of hard to think of it like that. Cause I, I, I like know all these songs and, and I can't wait to put out the, put out the record. So everyone can hear all the songs. Cause right now they have a sample size. It's just two songs, but we've been working on the back end. You know, we, we made a decision. Let's get, let's get a product. Let's get an L you know, an EP done. And then we'll have something now if we play out or, we do whatever. Now we have, we have something rather than just doing a single and then doing a single and then doing a single. We've been concentrating on getting a, a record out and hopefully that's going to be, you know, soon. Uh, right now we're in the mastering stages. We just finished mixing. So, um, you know, we're really excited about that, you know. So is the EP, that's kind of what your guys are heading for right now and you're not going to release more singles, you mean? Well, no, we might, we might, we might, but you know, our, our, our grand, a grand thing is like, if we have seven songs done, maybe we'll release, you know, right here where we belong as a single. And then maybe after that, we might decide, all right, let's put out the whole record. So, okay. but you know, it's, 
you know, the way things are, like I grew up in the day where, you know, you put out a record, you know, and now it's different. So we're trying to, we're trying to keep people interested at the same time, maybe release a single and, or do we put all the, all the stuff out at once? And, you know, so we're kind of trying to do both, you know? So, um, but right now we are concentrating on finishing the record and then, you know, and then there's, you know, however we're going to package the record with photos or whatever we're going to do that, that still is yet to be done. So we'll probably release another single and then, uh, and then maybe that'll give us enough time to get the record complete hundred percent and then put that out, you know, as a whole. Gotcha. Have you guys decided yet? I mean, is it going to be like a full physical release with like a CD and possibly vinyl and everything, or is this just like a digital release? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it'll be all the above, you know, it'll be okay. digital as you know, we would have to, but you know, uh, we would like to do, you know, a vinyl. I mean, I think our, our band is sort of, you know, fits in with vinyl. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're an old school rock and roll stuff and, and, uh, you know, it's sort of like, it would be nice to put the needle down and listen to songs like that. It just has that vibe to it. Um, so yeah, that'll definitely be in the future. You know, how it's all going to happen, you know, we're going to have to figure that out, but that's our, that's our ultimate goal is to uh, get a record out, digital, vinyl, have a nice package to sell, hopefully get out on the road, start playing. And, uh, you know, we have a few things that we're working on right now that nothing's official, but we're working on some stuff, hopefully get out and do some shows. And, um, you know, we're really excited about what's going on. Well, you mentioned working with Vinny Apice on the, on the track promised land. Like how did that whole thing come together? Was that like someone that, that Mike knew from the past or. Well, actually Mike, Mike knew someone who knew Vinny okay. and, um, and, so, uh, you know, obviously as being kids, I mean, you know, we all, you know, listen to Dio songs. Right. So obviously he's, you know, he's, he's a you know, drum God, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so he knew of, he knew of someone. So we were, we were working on the tracks and like, you know what, this song, and for whatever reason, this song promised land, it would fit him perfectly. So we're like, so we sent the, we sent a rough mix, you know, like, you know, basically a, you know, drum track, you know, like a drum machine track to the, to the basic of the song. And um, so the friend sent it to him and right away. He emailed back. I love it. I want to do it. I want to be part of it. And we were like, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's how it happened. And, um, you know, he's, he's uh, become a friend and a great, you know, he's a really great guy, him and his brother Carmine. I mean, amazing people. And, you know, we're just glad that he wanted to be part of it, you know, and we're, we're excited about that as well as the other songs, you know. Was it when you, when you said you guys thought of him, was that because the song has like a heavier feel than yeah. the other tracks? Okay. It had that vibe to it. Well, I mean, honestly, all the songs have a heavier feel, but this one is just like, you know, it just, I don't know. It just had that vibe to it. And I think when you hear it, you'll kind of be like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, just has that vibe to it. Um, and when we, when we played it and then, and then all this, it's like all this stuff happened at once. And then it was like, Oh, my friend, you know, I'm, my friend is friends with Vinny. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, you think he would want to play on this track? You know? So, and then it just came about like that. And then when he said, yes, I'm like, Oh my God. And then when you hear the parts, I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, it's great. And, and it, it, it's not like it's a song that doesn't fit. It fits with us. It's just another, it's just another color. And that's why we're, we really want to put a record out because when you hear all the songs, it all ties together. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and, you know, we're, we're just, uh, we're happy the way the record's coming out and, um, you know, we're excited to get it out there and, and, and start playing. I mean, you kind of already talked about it a little bit. Do you feel like focusing on singles before the EP's released kind of gives you guys time to focus on each track individually and kind of give it its own, you know, cause you know, a lot of times if you're recording a full EP or an album, like in a short span, right. stuff might get rushed. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, listen, we made the best of the whole COVID thing, you know, yeah. and, and we put time into it. I mean, there is something to be said with, um, Spending more time, yeah, but that can also be a negative because you're constantly, oh, well, maybe we can 
do this or maybe we can add that or maybe we could change this or you know and sometimes when you just go in and you do it you get the vibe and you go with it and and it is what it is you know you capture the moment you capture the time so we tried to combine both um we didn't really overthink anything you know when, when we thought the song was done we just moved on to the next song um so we kind of try to blend the two because I think there is times where you're like, yeah, maybe if I had more time, we could have thought of that part that I have in my head right now. But then sometimes if you just babysit these things forever, I mean, they'll never end, you know? So um, we sort of did both, you know, we, once we got the vibe, we were like, it's good. Let's move on, you know? So um, yeah. So the, I, I, I think there's benefits to both. Yeah. Cause you'd always hear throughout history, you know, like this classic album, you know, it took them like seven days to record and you hear about mm -hmm. another classic album that they spent months and months on. So it's kind of, I guess, it kind of really yeah. just depends on the people who yeah. are making it, I guess. And it depends on the song too. Um, you know, like, you know, there's certain songs that are just, I'll just, I'll just sing like, you know, I'll sing two verses in a chorus and it's just like, that's it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, and a lot of times I'm expecting, yeah, okay, it's cool. Maybe we'll change that third line or whatever. And it was just certain songs that we did. It was just like, nah, it's done. Don't touch it. It's got the vibe. It's got the attitude. And then there were certain songs that you have to work on a little bit more. But as a whole, they all sound, you know, to us, they all sound killer. So uh, whatever, whatever, whatever gets you there, you know, um, that's, that's, if, if it sounds good, it is good, right? So as a vocalist, are, are you more comfortable whenever you have, the chance to do a bunch of takes on something or do you like that spontaneous kind of just go in and knock it out with the original feel of how, how it came out of you? Uh, I like to feel, but I also like to know I have time to, yeah. to work on something, you know, cause a lot of times, and especially like more like you go and doing like a studio thing. Right. And usually the singer's the last guy. Right. So yeah, it, it's sort of like, okay, <laughs> we got two days, let's finish the vocal. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, really? Like, you know what I mean? We just sent, you know, we spent two days getting drum sounds sometimes. And now it's like, and then if you don't feel good, or, you know, at least with me, you know, it's like, wow, I don't, I don't feel great today. And I wish I would, like, you know what I mean? All that stuff runs through your head, which I'm sure every singer goes through. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's like with the song. Sometimes you just feel it and it's like, yeah, I'm glad, man. Let's just knock it out. And then there's other times it's just like, yeah, you know. It's good, but I just feel like I could have did better if I had more time. You know what I mean? Because uh, I don't know, allergies are bothering me, whatever. But you know what? Ultimately, the guys in the control room look and say, "Dude, it sounds great. You're crazy." You know. <laughs> so I mean, that—that's what the ultimate thing is. It doesn't matter how I feel, and I've learned that through the years. Of it doesn't matter how I feel. It's what is it getting the song across? And uh, as a singer, it's the hardest thing to get because sometimes when you sing, you it's how you feel. You think that's how it sounds. And a lot of times you feel like crap, but you, maybe you did your best stuff, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's a learning process. You know, you always, you always learn, you know? Well, you kind of mentioned earlier about being able to play these songs live. I mean, I'm sure you guys are chomping at the bit to be able to get out there and do this in a live setting. Yeah. Yeah, we, we are. And, and, and we're trying to, uh, you know, we're trying to hopefully maybe get some, you know, uh, spots on some festival stuff and, and, you know, maybe do like a, a little club tour. You know, we, we really don't know which direction we want to go yet. Um, but, um, yeah, we got a, we got a few, we got a few things that hopefully, you know, uh, will, you know, fall, fall, fall in line for us. Um, so right now, um, our focus is on the record. And then in the meantime, we're like, okay, well, a month or two down the line, where can we start playing? You know, where, you know, can we get on this festival or can we play with that artist or whatever it might be? And uh, so, but right now, nothing is cemented as far as live stuff, uh, but hopefully, you know, it will be soon. I mean, this type of blues based rock, you know, always translates really well live. Like how do you feel all these songs that you guys are putting together right now are going to come across in the live setting? Uh, honestly, I think they're going to come across powerful, you know? Um, I mean, the record is, the record is, you know, comes across, it's, you know, 
it's, it's impactful music, but I think live it's going to be even more, um, you know, because it's raw, it's raw, it's energetic stuff. So it's going to be in your family, you know, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's, you know, big drums, big guitars, big vocals, you know, uh, we, we got some grit to it. It's got some hooks in it. I mean, you know, we, we're just, uh, we're like, yeah, man, I, I can, I can see how this is going to translate live, you know, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're excited about that. You know, it's going to be stripped down obviously because you're never going to sound like the record, but sometimes that's makes it even more powerful when, yeah. when you only got that one guitar and you got that one vocal and you got that one drum, sometimes it's more powerful because everything is singled out, you know, and, uh, and it comes across, you know, you know, stronger, you know, sometimes. So yeah, we're excited about it. You know, it's going to be cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of big vocals, I mean, your voice is, you know, you've got this huge voice. Like how do you maintain that, especially during a time like COVID where you aren't out doing live shows on a regular basis? Like what have you done the past year or two to, you know, just keep it, keep it strong. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a routine where, you know, I, I vocalize every day, you know, I, you know, it doesn't sound sexy, but I do voice scales and, you know, um, it's, it's like going into gym. I'm always, you know, you always got to work out. So I'm always doing scales, keep my, keep my chords loose and between that and singing for the record. And, you know, so I'm always doing something. I mean, you know, granted, it's not the same as out there, you know, singing, you know, six nights a week, but I'm not sitting around doing nothing. I mean, I'm always singing every day, whether it's doing scales and then maybe I'll warm up and then I'll sing some of our songs just to be ready to play live, you know, or I'm singing tracks for the record. So I'm always trying to keep, you know, keep busy because as a singer, you, you can't, you can't sit around for you know, months at a time and not sing. I mean, that's, uh, at least I couldn't, you know, it would take me forever to get back to where I was, you know? Um, so I'm always cautious of that. Like that freaks me out. Like, I don't want to, you know, I always want to be improving. So I, I sort of have my process and I stick to it, you know, and, you know, and, uh, you know, every singer has their routines, you know, do you have a specific warm up you do like during, you know, before a live show? Yeah, I do. Well, I do. I always, I always warm up whether I'm uh, either if I'm not singing at all, I'll warm up. Oh. And if I, oh, I might warm up and then I do my uh, recording. I'll warm up and do my live concert. It's always the same warm up. Oh, okay. So sometimes I just warm up just so I didn't not sing today. So, you know, I sort of equate it to, let's say you, you know, you, you do your stretching and everything and then you run track well some days you just stretch you don't want to run but at least your muscles are loose you know so yeah. that kind of concept well, i noticed uh recently you shared the video from about a year ago when you guys did the swamp rats cover of eleanor rigby with uh, spooner mm -hmm. oldman yeah like, talk about that whole experience like i i'd missed that before and i just saw it like a week ago and really loved your guys version of that yeah, it was, it was, and, and you, you know what it is like, we just, re, at, what you, what you hear is what we recorded. Like there's no overdubs and, you know, we just, it was, it was surreal. Cause, um, you know, we were, we were down in, uh, at the time I was down in Muscle Shoals and we were at the studio and, and, you know, Mike reached out to, uh, someone who knew Spooner and, and Spooner says, all right, you know, I'll make it. I'll come on down, you know, and we, we didn't have any expectations. And so he walked in the room and he's like, Oh, you know, what do you want to play? You know, like, Oh, let's, let's try this song. You know, let's try Eleanor Rigby. I mean, me, Mike rehearsed like a couple of covers and see which one he, he wanted to play. We actually did another song um, that we didn't release yet, but, um, and he's like, all right. And we just sat down and, what, like we, we didn't want to touch the song. Like we just wanted total, like, okay, if it if it sucks, it sucks. But this is what, this is what came of that day. And that's exactly what you hear in the recording. And um, it was surreal. Cause it was like, I, you know, 
thinking of all the guys that this guy's played with, I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Kind of thing, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, but he, he seemed to have a blast and we were hanging out afterwards and, you know, he, 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 you know, he, he, he dug it. And actually I think he wants to, uh, he wants to collaborate on a couple of things uh, in the future. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 uh, really exciting to play with, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a rock and roll hall of famer. So it's, uh, that in itself is intimidating for me. It was, you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I better not hit a bad note. You know what I mean? Uh, so, but it was intimidating for me. That's, that's for sure. You know, um, but we went with it, you know, and uh, it was it was fun. Man. We were we were happy. Have you had you sung Eleanor Rigby before or was that kind of a first for you? Well, besides that day, no, that was the first time. Oh, OK, so, yeah, that was the first time. And, you know, and when Spooner walked in the room, it was, you know, the first time we all played it. So it was Spooner, it was me, it was Mike and we had a ch- uh this uh, cellist come down because we thought, you know, the cello would sound cool with an acoustic over the song. And then with Spooner on air, like we didn't have any arrangements. We just, everybody just played what they thought, <clears throat> you know, what, 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 they, what would they bring to that song? So we sort of kept the basis of the song, but we sort of did it in, a, in our own way. So, um, and that's what came out. It was cool. I mean, it, we we didn't intend it to be exactly like the song, but obviously it's it's similar. But you know, we we sort of made it a little bit more eerie, I think. Um, but it's it, it's cool, man. You know, we we're really happy with the way it came out. <clears throat> Absolutely. I guess we kind of talked about it with the EP coming and hopefully live shows. But like looking forward into the coming year, are you guys hoping to like? really push this thing and get out there as much as you can and let people hear the CP once it's out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know how we're going to promote it yet. I mean, that's sort of like, um, you know, Mike's that's Mike's bag. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if we're going to release it and hopefully be doing some shows at the same time or, you know, however we're going to do it, you know, um, but you know, and, and, you know, thanks to guys like you, you know, have the show and help promote us. And, and, and so we might, we might do a all out blitz on it, you know, so I don't, you know, maybe hopefully do a live show and <clears throat> coordinate with some, you know, interviews and, and, and social media and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I, I don't know how we're going to do it, but you know, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I think last time when both you guys were on here with me, you- Mike had mentioned you guys were considering doing something like a release show, maybe at Muscle Shoals with like a big guest yeah. guest musicians and everything mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, we were, we were thinking about doing that and also, um, you know, like not having a one off like we, we were going to kind of think of maybe we could string a couple of shows, to, you know, like if we went out on a couple of weeks and we and we did a few clubs, maybe a festival and then maybe the last night of the mini tour whatever we put together of that particular group of shows we would then do that show and then have all these artists come in and that played on the record play with us you know at that because because one thing about muscle shoals is they they support their music they support their you know their people let's say and um if you're part of their people and especially if we have these you know like spooner and Clayton Ivy and all these, you know, these, these players that, that are part of that scene, they turn out because they, they support, you know? So we were thinking, well, we could, you know, we'll do a club tour or whatever. And then, and then the last show, maybe do that theater show and muscle shows and, uh, and then have all these players come up and play on it, you know, that maybe can't tour with us, but they'll play that night because it's a local thing. You know, so that that's it. That's in the works as well. Okay. <clears throat> cool, man. Well, I love what I've heard so far, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys have coming. And I appreciate you joining me once again. I appreciate it, man. And 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 again, thank you for having us on and uh, 
Sorry for my little water accident there. <laughs> oh, no, it happens to me at least once a week. <laughs> yeah, it's like the freakiest thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So you drink and it just goes down the wrong way. But, yeah. um, yeah, but, uh, we, you know, we, we, we appreciate you and, and, you know, and help promoting us and, and the kind words and stuff like that. We really do appreciate it. And I want to thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. There you go. Tony Cavino of In Theory. That man's voice. Is just unbelievable. I'm not just saying that because he's a guest. I've said it before many times. Absolutely love this guy's voice. Check out both those songs that are available now. They might even actually have the video for Right Here Where You Belong or out now. I know there's a snippet of Promise Line that just came out yesterday on their Facebook page. So that might be coming soon. In this interview with Mike, you're going to hear that there should be videos for everything. Both these guys, Mike is a world-class musician. Tony's a world-class musician. I can't stress that enough. So I'm not going to ramble here between these two. I'm just going to jump right into this. Here's Mike Mostert of In Theory. I know you guys have been posting that the, you're going to put out the vinyl at the end of the month. Do you have a release date? Is that like digitally going to come out at the same time and everything? Or um, We still haven't decided. Basically, anybody that buys the, the vinyl get a free copy of a digital as well. And I think the plan is sort of still wait a little bit for the digital pre-order uh, by itself and just, you know, have the people that are, that are supporting the band have them have access to it first and then do the uh, pre-order just digital, you know, digital only would be the, the plan. Well, I guess just kind of, you know, jumping into talking about the album this past year, you know, has given you guys a lot more time than you might've had if there wasn't this pandemic. Do you appreciate having as much time as possible to, you know, to work on everything, writing, recording, producing and everything? Or are you one of those people that likes to, you know, take as much time as possible or just kind of burn through it and, you know, go off first takes, that kind of thing? It's a combination of everything. But I mean, thank, I mean, the pandemic in a lot of ways was a blessing in disguise because it did give us that time. And I really, um, I really think it wouldn't have come out as well as it did if we didn't have that time. Because it really gave, gave Tony and I, uh, you know, a lot of extra time to develop as writers and really fine-tune fine the record. Um, and also from a production standpoint to really experiment, try, you know, really get to really explore, you know, really explore what the sound was gonna be. So, um, yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, yeah, thank God for the time that, uh, as you know, time is a very precious commodity that, um, that I don't take for granted. So I think it was, if we, if we didn't have that, we definitely, the record would not have come out as, as well as it, as it did. You talk about exploring what the sound would be. Was that something that wasn't really predetermined? It was just kind of like kind of an ongoing thing as you guys worked, you just kind of developed everything as it went. Exactly. You know, we, we, we sort of like hit on a few things early on. And we said, oh, we, we kind of like this. And early on, we were being coined like this heavy Zeppelin or a swamp rock, not really a Southern thing. Just, it, there's a, there was like a little bit of, you know, if you want to call it Southern, you want to call it swampy, but like a swampy, greasy type of thing. But also there's a hard rock, heavy heaviness to it. And... Um, so that was one element, and then the other element was just to, you know, the the, the depths of the of the song and the production, you know, the layers. So yeah, that would probably answer your question, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, as far as I know, we kind of touched on this before. I think it was probably the first time I had John when we were talking about the Go Go Tuners album. Do you enjoy producing when it comes to yourself? Well, I mean, when you're involved musically as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I think a lot of ways, uh, according to everybody around me, that <laughs> the, the, the producing seems to bring out a lot more joy. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just a really, really a creative, you know, exploratory type of personality. So um, getting just to, to, to see how far I can push Tony and, or push myself and, push the players around me and just experiment with different tones is, is really, 
just a great experience. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed the production end of it. Speaking of, you know, different sounds and everything, one of the things that jumped out to me most when I listened to the album was the guitar solo on Right Here Where We Belong. I like how it had okay. a few different styles going on, you know, kind of talk about that and the process of writing that. And if that was something that you came up with in the studio or is pre-planned or. Now the funny thing with um, none of my solos are pre-planned. Okay. N- uh, not one of them. Um, basically most of them are, are first takes essentially. So basically I, I go in and I, I cut my solo um, I never keep the full take, but I never keep the first take, but I keep the core of it. If there's something I'm like, ooh, I kind of like that, then I'll, I'll work off the, the first take. But there's always bits of the initial first take in the actual solo. Okay. Because I'm, I'm a firm believer of whatever your first is, whatever you know you initially want to play, that's what you were feeling. So if I'm able to capture that, or capture lightning in a bottle, so to speak, up the first take, great. But usually I end up fine-tuning it and, um, and take it from there. But, yeah, I'm glad that you picked up on the, uh, the different styles. There's, there's a little bit of Morello in it. There's a little blues in it. There's all sorts of odd little noises going on in that solo. Yeah, I like how it, how it kind of took a life of its own and really stood out, and I didn't know if that was something that just came out of you that way, like you just talked about, or if that was something you worked on after the fact to bring in those different styles and everything. No, I just, <clears throat> it's sort of like you wind me up and I, I just go, <laughs> but, um, but it was kind of cool with the thing on like that, that particular solo was, um, I, I call it, it's the secret box is this, you know, where we recorded the record. He has so many of these um, pedals, you know, it's, it's a, it's such a great little, like, uh, you know, a lot of toys for a musician. So um, he has this one pedal. There's no name on this pedal. And it's an octave pedal that goes an octave below and an octave above. And you can, you can vary it, you know, how much you want of each. But it's also a fuzz pedal. And it's the angriest sounding pedal I've ever heard in my life. It's just so pissed off. Um, but the thing is, it doesn't track well. So if you're trying to play fast, it leaves a little bit of lag time or delay. So when I try to do something like fast or bend, you can hear like it's almost like lifting underneath it, but that was never planned that way. It's just, it's just the, the, the pedal doesn't track well. But I, I, I like that. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I threw a delay and I had it like panning left and right. And then I go into a little bit more of a solid thing where it's like a Morello, you know, we're doing the, the middle part. And at the end, I just do my, if you want to call it, my, my, my more like blues type of like to get out of the solo. As far as the EP goes in its entirety, you guys had kind of talked before about how you weren't set on doing a full album or just doing singles and that kind of thing. What was it that pushed you guys into going ahead and deciding to doing this now instead of? Well, well part, I, I think part of it was, uh, I think it's twofold. One, um, you know, I just felt like doing a single at a time, there's the business aspect of it. And I just didn't feel that there was, um, I know that from a business standpoint, I wasn't feeling the best results from it, if that makes sense. Um, but then also from the, the band sound point of view, we're still a new, a very new band to, to people, as, you know, to, to the masses, so to speak. So I felt two songs does not encompass what the band sounds like. So I was like, you know what, let's do a whole thing and let's, let's take a snapshot of this is what the band is about. This is what the whole band sounds. This is what the band sounds like. So that was sort of why we went that route and not the single route. Okay. After the first two. But something I talked with Tony about whenever I had him on recently was, you know, you guys have released a couple of videos so far and the, the video for the river song was, I really like that, you know, a lot of times to me, lyric videos come off just kind of, you know, they're cool at times, but it's just, here's some lyrics and some imagery, but I really liked what you guys did where the imagery I felt really came off the lyrics and it worked real well and it still made it like its own video in itself. Talk about, you know, your thoughts on that video and how it came together. 
Yeah, I found this uh, director uh, overseas. And again, this was sort of a, um, in a lot of ways, a, a happy accident. So basically I wanted to, like you said, I, um, with most lyric videos for the majority, you know, they'll use one or two pictures or, or they'll leave the background black and they'll do the lyric video. And I'm like, we can do something better than that. So I was able to um, get together with the director and I had a vision of um, where I wanted to take the song visual, you know, visually. And, um, and we were able to find a lot of stock footage and uh, video footage, you know, because that was a really important thing to me. I want to have, I didn't want pictures. I wanted actual imagery to go with the lyrics and go with the music. So I felt that, or I felt, or I was trying to accomplish raising the bar of what a lyric video should be. And, um, you know, and just like that whole thing about the river and opening up with the slide. And I just thought that the, the scenery that we were picking fits the vibe of the song. You know, even when Tony's doing his first scream and that car is just like taking off to go follow Tony's vocals. It's, you know, everything's matched up quite well. Yeah, absolutely. Another big thing was on the song Promised Land. You had Vinnie Apice join you guys. Like, how did that yes. come about? I'm assuming, you know, you knew him through your previous work and everything. Yeah, well, I, I know Vinnie through, um, you know, one of the companies that, uh, you know, I work with. And um, it was just funny, you know, but I just happened to talk to him. I said, Vinnie, you want to do a song? And it was about me. He's like, yeah, let's go do it. And um, I mean, honestly, it was that simple. Um, but there was a few things leading up to it. There was one of the main drummers that I was using and where typically it would have been him, but the feel was just not right. Every time he did this, the feel was not right. And I just happened to talk to Vinny one day and it was, odd thing is I keep forgetting that he's a drummer. He's, just, he's a friend, you know? So I'm like, do you want to play drums on this thing? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And then uh, that's how Vinny really came onto that track. Wow. I'm assuming, you know, besides just being a friend, you're probably a longtime fan of him. So what was that like having him on a, a song of your own? It was, it was interesting because, uh, like, I, I know Vinny on, on, a, on, like I said, a friendship level and on a business level outside of the music industry. We never really discussed music or our favorite bands or, or anything. And, um, so he never really actually like realized that, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge Dio fan and I must have played you know, the first Dio record, you know, Jesus, you know, 3000 times, 4000 times. I, right. I that thing out. I probably bought a few extra copies, but, uh, you know, it's I'm a, I'm a huge Dio fan. And of course, when, you know, when um, Heaven and Hell came out, you know, I was obviously even younger. So like, yeah, so I know every little Vinny riff and Vivian Campbell riff and Tony Iommi riff. And um, so it, it was it's because there's a part of me for only for like, you know, for honestly, maybe like for a minute, I had to be the fanboy for a minute, but I'm also the producer of the project and guitar player and I have to lead it as well. So I had to contain it. But at the end of the day, once it was done, then it was like, Oh, it's really cool to have Vinny on it. Like, that's really cool. You know, like that's the guy that, you know, that I used to listen to thousands and thousands of times. So right. it, it was a balance of both. Talking about bringing all this music to the, to the live setting. I know when we spoke earlier this year, you guys talked about trying to do like a, a release party type thing in Muscle Shoals. Is that still an idea that you guys have going on? Yeah. Everybody, everybody's up for doing it. Um, we're just deciding on which venue in Muscle Shoals. Um, Cause for, for this area, the way that we're, we want to do it, um, we could probably sell out quite a bit. I mean, we could probably sell five to 7,000 seaters out here. And um, everybody on the record is, is up for coming here and, and doing it. So that'll be a part of it. You know, so I think that the plan is to, to initially do um, start like with a short little Southeast tour in a way where, you know, maybe just eight or nine shows, but we haven't decided if the finale will be Muscle Shoals or the start of the tour will be the Muscle Shoals. That concept that we spoke about last time will be there. 
And then there's another thing that um, we're going to be doing out in uh, California. Uh, right now, we're slated for, I think, mid-November, 3rd November. It all depends on everybody's schedule, but everybody's already confirmed that we want to do it. And it's going to be, in theory, it'll be a, a version of In Theory, where it's uh, Tony and myself, of course. And we're going to be doing two songs with Vinny. Um, and we'll have Lanisha, who did all the harmonies. And on bass out there, we'll have, um, his name is Ashes, and he's the, the bass player for um, Double Driver, Static X, and a few other bands, but he's, he's their bass player. So he'll be playing bass uh, live with us. And it'll be, a, um, it'll be a live performance, but it'll be an eight camera shoot going through a 24 track board. And it'll be two songs with Vinny. Um, we'll have Andy, you know, Sinisi as well, who played with Missing Persons and on the Go on the, on the Record. Well, he was on the Go to Record, but he's on, um, on Song Heroes and on the River Song on the In Theory record, and he'll be playing as well. And then Tony and I will do, um, I think we'll end up doing Memories just acoustically with uh, maybe some percussion. And that'll be sort of our first really like live performance being as a band, so to speak. So as far as the shows looking forward, like you said, maybe eight or nine Southwest shows. And then if you look into next year, are you planning to do like more touring as well? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, you know, fortunately, like, we, uh, like we've said in the past, you know, we, we have a lot of friends in the industry. And um, so we'll, we'll be a part of doing a lot of festivals. This is going to be a big thing for us. Um, you know, and then being very selective of what venues we do, because we, we actually do have a choice and we can, depending on, on people's schedule, we can uh, pick and choose different venues that we can sort of maximize, you know, the potential of, of that, uh, you know, that, that whatever, that demographic, that area. So that's definitely be big, a big part of next year. Well, outside of the like the California show and the Muscle Shoals, Muscle Shoals show, try to say that too fast. <laughs> like, how do you how do you see the band forming out? Like, as far as the other shows go, are you going to have like a core band? I think we kind of talked about this before, but like, and you had mentioned maybe having different lineups for different parts of the country and that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I, for uh, for the majority of the Southeast, will be almost the same guys that are on the record. So Justin Holder who did uh, Right Here Where We Belong and Memories and um, Raise It Up. Um, I think he may be on a fourth song as well, but um, he'll be he'll be the, the live drummer for the Southeast shows. Okay. And then same thing with the bass player, his name's Colin Lutt. So for all the Southeast shows, it will be Colin. And he's on the record. And then Lanisha said she's in no matter where we are, whether it's California, Southeast, you're, you're, it doesn't matter. She's in no matter what. Um, and in, one of the backup singers as well um, from the Southeast is now running a choir. So so for certain select shows, we'll also have the choir to doing the backgrounds and the choir parts as well. So it'll be, it'll be actually quite close to the record. When you have shows like that where it's different lineups here or there, do you, find, do you think it'd be harder to keep the chemistry of the sound of the album and everything or i mean i guess most of the shows you're gonna have the core guys there but if you have a different drummer here a different drummer there does that or is that something that excites you as a performer i guess yeah I, um yeah I, I don't know if it necessarily um i'm not i'm not worried about it i'm not necessarily sure if it excites me or doesn't excite me i, I know it'll be pretty amazing no matter what because the, the california lineup will be with andy who's been on the record right. and I've played with Andy and then for the South East will be Justin and I've played with Justin. So, um, and of course, you know, Tony and I, no matter what, whether we're changing up genres, whether we do acoustic only, whether we do something heavy, it always sounds like Tony and I, no matter what the rhythm section is, no matter who the drummer is and, or, or the bass player, um, it always sounds like Tony and I. There's a, there's a certain chemistry, just like, you know, when Paige and Plant play together, it still sounds like them, no matter who the drummer is or bass player, it still sounds like Paige and Plant 
or or Perry and you know uh, Tyler. There's just a certain chemistry that we have. So um, so that like I said, I'm not too worried about it. Um, and you know, and and everyone that we were playing with, this is this is what they do. You know, they they gig 300 gigs a year and then some yeah. on top of their session. So them coming in and doing exactly what's on the record. Yeah, I, I see no problem at all. I mean, I think it'll be pretty close to the record because like I said, everybody that's part of it, they're on the record at some point. So I already know what they're capable of and I know what their sounds are. Another guy that wasn't on the record is Ron Keel. And I saw maybe a month or two ago, you made a post about doing something with Ron Keel. Is that something you can speak about or is that something that's still not? Um. Maybe I'll wait. It's funny that you mentioned because uh, Ron and I spoke this morning. Okay. Um, but yes, Ron and I, all I can say is Ron and I will be doing some stuff together. Um, you know, some stuff in Muscle Shoals. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just working on some scheduling and um, I think we should leave it at that. Um, you know, if, if Ron wants to enhance it more, <laughs> you know, it's... Um, this is, it'll be more of Ron's thing and I'm in a different role on that, but, uh, okay. but yeah, but Ron and I are, yeah, we spoke about, it's funny that you mentioned we did, we spoke, uh, 11 o'clock this morning for about an hour and a half about what we want to, our plans and what we want to do. Okay. Well, something else I wanted to ask you about, I'm sure you've been asked before, but where did the Rift Surfer nickname come from? Was that something that someone bestowed upon you or? Oh yeah, that's that's all Tony. Okay, <laughs> um, it's funny. He thought I would get mad at it, but cause, you know, because I I I'm a guitar player, so there's riffs, and I surf. So he was okay. Mike's the riff surfer, and I was like, yeah, I can go with that. Yeah, uh, you know, it sort of makes sense to, to, in a lot of ways, it makes sense to to my lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm an avid surfer, and I'm a guitar player, so it, it's it's a perfect nickname for me. Yeah. And you could play that, you know, the surfer part off as far as surfing the riffs, I guess, too, you know. <laughs> right. Well, we have um, a third video coming up for right here where we belong is, um, yeah, there, there's there's actually some footage of me doing some uh, surfing in that uh, in that video, by the way. So, but uh, yeah, that'll be the next video that comes out for the record. That was already completed, but we're, we've been waiting on the release of uh, show, showcasing that video. I think we put little snippets out there, like little teasers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's it's the same thing. It's It captures, you know, like how the river captures that song. That video is, does the same thing right here along. It, it's, you know, you know, it's a high energy, it does goes, you know, and yeah, um, yeah you know, but what we have a lot of in that, a lot of surfing action, you know, but uh, for like the, for the real serious waves, the real guys, that's, that's a whole other bunch of guys, but doing the, uh, you know, the four, four footers, six foot waves. Yeah. That, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> as far as videos go after that one comes out, is that going to be the final one or you think you might knock a fourth one out on this EP or do you know, have you thought uh, about yeah, that We're, we're going to knock out a video for every single song. Oh, wow. Show. Okay. Cool. So is that, something you're going to spread out over the into 2022 or you kind of doing it throughout the rest of this year or no, everything should be done before the end of this year. Okay. All the videos. Cool. So we, we just been capturing footage. Um, so we, we just have to go through a lot of footage, you know, because there's a couple of things we want to do. It's also behind the scenes of the, of the record and, um, we have, we have hundreds of hours of footage. So it's a matter of uh, myself and the editor going through and going through, you know, just like, like making a record, just going through all the footage and see what makes sense. But, but yeah, there will be a video for everything. That's cool to hear. All right, man. Well, like I told you in that quote I sent over, I absolutely love the, the album. Looking forward to Thank you. getting out and everything. And I appreciate you coming back on the show once again. Thank you. And thanks for all the support and the quotes and the kind words. And 
Very appreciated. Thank you. Absolutely. There you go, Mike Mostert of N Theory. A huge thank you to both Mike and Tony for taking some time out there to talk to me about the new album, their future plans, and all kinds of great stuff. Both these guys, like I mentioned before, top level at the top of their game. So check out what you can right now on the digital platform. Pre-order this vinyl. You'll get the full album right now. It's, the full album's not going to be available on digital platforms until the vinyl's out. So they're kind of giving the people who support the band with the vinyl the extra option there to get this full album, you know, ahead of time to stream as well. So do that. I appreciate you checking this out. If this is your first time listening, Tony and Mike were on here together earlier at the beginning of this year. And Mike was on here by himself for the first time in, I believe it was late 2019. We talked a lot about his Go-Go Tuners album that he had back in 2019. Fantastic album that you need to check out as well. That thing features all kinds of world-class guitarists and musicians as well, just like the In Theory album does. See this? Mike doesn't F around, okay? He makes it high level every time. So check that out as well. And, like I mentioned earlier, if you missed the Danko Jones episode, the new Danko album is amazing. Danko's my, one of my longtime bucket list guests for this podcast, so finally glad to get that done. We also recently had on Joe Cotella, a dead. Had an episode celebrating Pantera for episode 333. If you're a Pantera or a Dimebag fan, you'll know why Pantera was celebrated on that episode. Man, we also had earlier this year, or not long before that, Kevin Martin from Candlebox returned to the podcast. Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister was on here earlier this year. Talked a lot about Vinny from D.O. and Last in Line in both these interviews. Vivian Campbell from D.O. and Last in Line. And of course, Def Leppard was on here a year or two ago. We've also had on other Rock and Roll Hall of Famers besides Vivian Campbell, like the mighty Glenn Hughes. One of the greatest of all time when it comes to singing and bass playing. Gene Simmons of Kiss has been on here. Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses. And David Elfson, formerly of Megadeth, has been on here a couple times. Kirk Winstein of Crowbar and Down has been on here a couple times. Kenny Hickey of Typo Negative. Man, members of Corrosion and Conformity, Warrant, Tesla. The list is super long. So just dig through it all. BeatTheUnderground.com. You can listen to us most anywhere podcasts are heard. Wherever you're listening to this right now, subscribe or follow so you don't miss future episodes. And like I mentioned at the beginning of this, future episodes feature Paige Hamilton of Helmet returning next week. We've also got an episode, the best of 2021, coming in a couple weeks. We've got an episode celebrating Eric Bass coming here in the next month or so. And some other stuff that I'll announce whenever it's officially done and recorded. All right. Huge thank you once again to Mike and Tony of In Theory. Huge thank you to Sunset Tattoo, Hella Hot Hot Sauce, DEB Concerts, and Med Farm. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground.